Hello, Cryptonauts, and welcome back to another episode of Cryptocurrency Chat. I'm your host, Jake Javarelli, with my co-host, Blockchain John. Hey, hey, hey. For episode 454 on October the 26th of 2022. This is the midweek episode, and we're going to get right into the news, because that's what we do now. You want to take it off, John, or you want me to? All right. Yeah, sure. Got it, got it. So the first news here is obviously pro provided by Decrypt.co. Just read the title here. Virtus Luxury's Web3 phone tops out at $41,000. That is insane mm -hmm. when you think about it. It is a cell phone that is worth $41,000. Why? So they're not making a whole lot of them, right? <laughs> they're not, you know, it's a limited edition. Yep. It's all, it obviously, it has some pretty awesome uh, bezels on it. Uh, there's, there's, dude, there's leather on this. Mm -hmm. Leather. Mm. Real leather. So, not fake leather. Real leather. Yep. And it's not just any leather. It's alleg Himalaya alligator mm -hmm. leather. Obviously, you got some gold on there. You got some diamonds on there. They're, 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 they're just awesome. That's one of those. Look at this. You can check out the image. Scroll down about, like, what, a quarter of a ways? Yeah. Look at these, man. Would you want one of those? Personally, um... I'm not much of a fan of that kind of stuff. Uh, you know the way that, that what what the, what they're marketing this to is to people that are into NFTs because this particular phone basically has some software built into it that if you're taking photos with it you could instantly with the push of a button mint an NFT directly from that. Yep. That is pretty freaking cool. Yep. That's the yeah, whole point. Right. This is this is their yep. Virtue or Meta Virtue's uh, luxury NFT phone. That I'm sure they're trying to sell to people who were board eight yacht club owners. Yep. That's that's pretty much what they're looking for because considering that they paid hundreds of thousands of dollars, oh why not take a snapshot, a selfie, and mint that as an NFT? Why not, right? I, I think who it's kind of I mean, obviously anybody could do this. It wouldn't just be Virtu, but Virtu is the one that's, that's starting on it. They're the first ones to do it. But someone else could so easily make an app that just does this for you. You could make it, you know, take pictures and instantly mint them on some blockchain poly or whatever. And then, you know, sell them. I, that wouldn't be that hard to do. Yeah, personally, I'm not I'm not all excited about it. I'm more of like, what's what's the phone spec? So I had to rush down, like scroll down right here. Okay, so we got a Qualcomm Snapdragon 8. All right, cool. All right, CPU. All right, so let's see, 6.67. That's a large enough screen. I like that. It's huge. We got 2400 by 1080 AMOLED display. I love my AMOLED display. So there's three lens cameras, right? Mm -hmm. It didn't go into detail about the lens uh, lenses. I'm, no. I, I love taking It's probably photos. some kind of Samsung mock-up, yeah. Yeah, so I wanted to see what the lenses uh, were made out of, but I didn't say that. 4,600 milliamp battery, that's not bad, but nope. considering that the, the phone size at 6.67, it's probably going to suck a lot of battery. So uh, for, for me, I would never, ever, even if I had a million dollars, never consider buying this phone. You know? But there's people out there that will for limited editions, right? And they'll probably turn it around and sell it for 100000 I like the fact that me. they offer a gargantuan amount of RAM. Like they say, the entry-level, entry-level. Can you believe that they have an entry-level anything at all? Entry-level version of the camera is 12 gigs of RAM. That's awesome. 5, 12 gigs. My current phone has 5, 12 gigs of internal storage because I have a Galaxy Fold. But, um, but the top-of-the-line model has 18 gigs of RAM and a terabyte of storage. Now, that's for saving all your NFTs, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. See, that's I wouldn't mind having that. Dude, I take a lot of photos. I have a, I have a currently a, a 512 as well. Mm -hmm. And I'm about on the second run of filling up my my storage again. Oh wow! So about one gigs of video and and, and photos. Yeah, you, you do a lot of video though. 
Yeah. Dude, that's when we went to uh, to um, to the yeah the to the Expo. Expo. Yep. Yeah. All right, that's pretty much it, man. This is pretty much. If you're interested in this phone, check it out. I don't know, man. Uh, who, who's making this again? This is provided by MetaVirtu. Yeah, MetaVirtu. Um, MetaVirtu. Yeah, I'm I'm interested in the concept of what they're offering. This Web3 phone NFTs with a single click is pretty slick. Um, no pun intended, but uh, yeah, I. This phone is not for us. <laughs> I don't even know if I want a phone that costs forty-one thousand dollars in my pocket for any reason whatsoever. Because it's like, uh, if I lose this, it's the price of a cheap Tesla. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. anyways, let's uh, let's talk about some uh, government news here. Uh, according to Decrypt by Alice Keys, interesting name. Uh, Elizabeth Warren and Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, otherwise known as AOC. Target crypto's revolving door. So what is it that they're getting at with this? Um, they're, I think we said this before, that Elizabeth Warren was trying to protect the public from themselves, in a sense. Mm-hmm. They're trying to get people, to, but they're really trying to get at is, um, let me just read the quote. Uh, the crypto sector has rapidly escalated its, its lobbying efforts in recent months, citing reports mm-hmm. compiled by the advocacy group Public Citizen and a watchdog group called uh, Tech Transparency Project. It's part of the influence campaign crypto firms have hired hundreds of ex-government officials, mm-hmm. <laughs> reads yeah. a letter, which was also signed by other people such as uh, Sheldon Whitehouse, a Democrat of Rhode Island, and uh, uh, Jesus Garcia, a Democrat of Illinois, as well as Rashida Talib of uh, Democrat of Michigan. So the there's this that's concern. Right Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, that's a big thing right there in regards to the whole ex-government officials. So they're all moving over to the crypto space, yep. obviously, because they are get, technically go, going to be paid a lot more. You know, if you're trying to look for an awesome, high-paying job, crypto and Web3, blockchain, you know, uh, security on blockchain. Those are big, big uh, payouts right there. You want some money, and you got you got those skills. They're gonna pay you out. Obviously, in order to bring crypto to the masses, they do need these companies do need government officials that can pass laws. Obviously, they do have a lot of uh, lobbying powers. So these these government officials coming over, well, yeah. But now it's a concern by these these currently active representatives. Like, hey, you know, there's a lot of things going on. We need some more clarity. We need right. some clarity in the laws of how, you know, paying employees is, is looking at. looking at. So, obviously, they talk to the SEC, the CFTC in regards to that. Yeah, so they're really just trying to target at uh, people who are leaving the public sector, going to the private sector to make sure they don't do things inappropriately. But also, you know, they've been talking about, like, you know, Warren was not in favor of the energy use in, of Bitcoin in Texas. And uh, AOC is getting on the case of, of um, members who are leaving Congress and saying, or, or pardon me, not leaving Congress, people who are coming into Congress saying, well, you shouldn't own financial assets or, or trade crypto. Because, you know, it, this is the, the insider trading issue they were talking about with Nancy Pelosi was, uh, you know, if you have these kinds of insider information, that's kind of unfair to people who don't have that information that you get to trade against. So they're trying to block this functionality and saying, hey, uh, you're a public servant now. You need to divest yourself from any involvement in the private sector that could c- cause changes or to make you, you know, insanely wealthy because it's it is insider trading and that's unfair to everyone else who doesn't have that information. So yeah, they're basically just cracking down on uh, people who are saying, well, you know, why shouldn't we be allowed this? It's like because it's not fair, 
And if if Elizabeth Warren is anything, she's one who's concerned about fairness. So So they just want more clarity in it. Yep, more clarity, more fairness. So, yeah. Awesome. Oh, let's move on to the next one. This is actually exciting for me, right? Yep. I Okay, let me read the title first. This is Cash App Users Can Now Send and Receive Bitcoin Via Lightning, written by Matt DeSalvo. This is awesome, okay? Now, I'm literally going to go over to Cointree. Like, follow me. Cointree. Right. Okay. We literally have we have a cash app referral link here in our coin tree. That's how much I love coin tree. It's right there. Check it out. Right there, there so it is. Tree, <clears throat> what's awesome about coin tree that from my experience is that when I buy Bitcoin from Cash App, Cash App <clears throat> excuse me. Cash App actually absorbs the transaction fee. They do not charge a fee on Cash App or buying uh, Bitcoin. They don't charge a fee for withdrawing those, and they don't need, and they absorb the transaction fee for withdrawing it. So it's basically free. Like literally, it's all 100%. What I buy is mine. I think what they do charge a fee when you're purchasing. You know, that's that's how they make a little bit of money off of that. But the transaction fee is a big one. The withdrawing fee is another big one. That's awesome. I love you know it. who yeah, owns? It's be even more affordable. You know who owns Cash App, right? Yeah. Yeah. Block. Which is. Which is. Yep. Yeah, block, and that's of course run by Jack Dorsey. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So Dorsey. yeah, it's it's so, it's much Jack in Dorsey's his interest. Been, yep. So Jack Dorsey's obviously been spearheading um, uh, a lot of these projects that are go, emerging, moving over to the crypto space, which is pretty much block and Cash App as well. Um, yeah. So it's awesome. Like he's doing what he's doing. We just we just talked to him, talked about him was last Wednesday, right? Mm-hmm. In regards to his uh, like Web five uh, metaverse. I forgot. I forgot the the, the the blue. What was it called? Blue. Uh, what was it called? I know. I remember you talking sky. about. It. Blue sky. I, yeah, blue sky. Blue sky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, blue sky. He was. He's. He's working on that as well. So he, Jack Dorsey is fully invested. He's using a lot of his energy, a lot of his time, focusing on crypto. So it's awesome that he's 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 spearheading uh, crypto projects like this. You know, this is awesome, dude. Yeah. This is yeah, awesome. it's so really, it was, it's really cool me, to see this. It's awesome to see him. It's awesome for me to see him leave, leave Twitter at the same time now that I'm actively using Twitter because, you know, this is something Twitter is more or less new to me. I think I'm about one year in um, using Twitter and it's already changed drastically. I mean, we just we just saw a lot of issues going on with, with Twitter not too long ago. So uh, good thing that wasn't under uh, Jack Dorsey's belt. You know, it's 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 changing a lot. Uh, yeah, so well, especially with Elon Musk buying it, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's gonna change again, of course. Yeah. But anyways, uh, yeah, there it is. So we got we got lightning. Lightning is gonna be on the cash app, which is gonna oh, be awesome. I would say just just lightning. a little bit of an incline. We know what lightning is, but maybe not everyone listening knows what lightning is. Just to sure. give people a, a general idea, lightning is a second layer solution. It's not the primary uh, layer on Bitcoin. It's something on top of Bitcoin um, as a secondary function. But the whole point of Lightning Network, and thus the name, is that it's way faster than the transfer of Bitcoin. Bitcoin takes up to an hour to transfer. Lightning can be like in, you know, milliseconds. And it, it, so it basically makes the possibility of sending Bitcoin and of course, Satoshis, which most people send on the Lightning Network, uh, just really, really fast and really, really simple. And now you can actually do this. You know, for some people, it might be thinking, well, I'll just be sending Lightning, you know, Bitcoin, Lightning from, my cash app to someone else's cash app. That's one way of doing it. You could then pay your friends through that method. But what I'm really hoping what cash app will allow people to do is buy things from retail and, you know, stores out there in the real world using the lightning network. 
And then we can really make Cash App into Achieva Wallet. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and then you can, you can also be able to transfer between Fiat and Lightning, or Bitcoin in this case. And then if you have to go back to Fiat, then it'll be easy to do. Mm-hmm. So yep. this it enables, I hope, the the one of the first really good solutions. Like I've had the Lightning Wallet for ages. Um, Satoshi, the Satoshi Wallet. Remember, I think you got me into it, John. Mm-hmm. Um and I don't have a lot sitting on there because I was using it for smiles. That's the app that pays you based on how many miles you walk, run, bike, car, you know, whatever you do. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but it pays you in Satoshis. And so I was just dumping all my Satoshis from smiles into the Lightning, into the, the Satoshi wallet. Um, but, you know, Lightning Network is another one that is obviously much more, much more popular now with Cash App. So a lot more people will be getting into Satoshi's and getting into Lightning Network in general. So I'm really excited about this for that reason. It's it's adopt it's adoption that I think is really the key here. So, all right, Perfect. moving on to Reddit. This one's really exciting to me as it is giving efficacy to NFTs. Reddit NFTs surge as Polygon-based avatars reach millions of new users. So this article by Andrew Hayward on Decrypt is about the this huge thing that's hitting um, Reddit. Reddit was one of the early, early, early uh, places to use crypto, in particular Doge, but you can also use Redcoin. Uh, Redcoin is another way of sending funds on Reddit. Of course, you can send anything you want. It's not just those two coins. But and if this, these are not just, in, I mean, they're NFTs, but they're avatars. So it's the little avatar that you look at when you see, you know, Reddit, the uh, what's it called, the Reddit avatar. But they're, they're customized, they're personalized. And, of course, they're kind of like Board Ape Yacht Club avatars or, you know, NFTs in that sense. But the thing that I find fascinating about this is there's so much trade going on. So people are like, yay, avatars, we like Reddit anyway, so why not? So you can put this on your, your avatar for your account with uh, Reddit, and then you can recognize that maybe you spent a lot of money on this. But the thing that's interesting is the trading volume is up 800% on their little collectible avatars. Um, that's awesome. They, I think they said here, uh, in the last 24 hours, $2 million in sales, over 4,700 transactions of NFTs. Um, that's, that's great. And I hope they don't have an, a severely limited number of NFTs. Um, I wouldn't mind having one of these because I use Reddit a lot. Um, but uh, it's all Polygon-based instead of Ethereum, which means they're a lot cheaper to transact on. So I just want to make a point here that uh, the prices are ranging here. Initial fixed price points starting from about $10 to $100 a piece. Of course, whatever that is on Polygon, I'm not sure. But obviously... The end game is if you buy one and you think of it as more like a trading factor that you can, you know, trade these avatars up and make more money on it. Great, that's that's another possibility. I I, I do have. If anyone's seen my Jabberelli uh, Twitter account, I have a, a royal bear from Raven on it, and that's my my avatar on on um, on Twitter. Yeah, reading this reading this article, I I never knew that the mascot Reddit's uh, alien mascot had a name. <laughs> and according to this news article, it's it's named Snoo. Snoo, yeah. <laughs> Snoo, that's actually a cute name. I like that. Now, right. I, now I want a plushie of it. It's a little cute character, of course. Yeah. So there's just it's it's neat to see that people. All right, it's kind of a little bit of a resurgence. We already know this. Uh, it was an article I read earlier on on Decrypt about how um, October is always in the last 13 years, 
10 of the 13 years um, Bitcoin has risen in price in October. So the reason we're seeing the rise in, in October right now, it is the end of October, is because the same thing happened last year. You know, the peak of the market last year was in early November. It started in October. Um, so there's this resurgence of value in Bitcoin um, expectation, although I don't think it's going to go back to 30,000. We're still in crypto winter. But it's good to see this resurgence with NFTs, particularly on Reddit. So... Um, yeah, there's a lot of people on Twitter right now hashtagging um, NFTs won't die, NFTs live forever, NFTs forever, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's like literally all over all over Twitter right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm just excited about this because like I said, I, I as I've said many times, and I have no problem with plugging uh, Upland, the game that I play, uh, because it, it's in, I, I'm enthusiastic about the use of NFTs in the Upland game. Um, not down on Board Ape Yacht Club per se. I don't necessarily want to own one, but it's kind of become, uh, you know, familiar within the zeitgeist of of, uh, of crypto. Everybody knows BAYC now, and so they're familiar. Everybody knows this thing has been involved in, in, in any way with crypto and, and NFTs. Um, but there's so many other options out there, and there's so many other things NFTs can do. We need a positive reason to like NFTs, not just this, oh, it's NFTs are just for rich people. I can take their picture and put it on my Twitter. Yeah, you could, but you will never own that thing. And people are like, I don't care if I own it. I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> you're not part of the club, are you? So mm -hmm. if we can make it fun and not just expensive, I think people will be more into it. All right, moving on to the next one. This one's written by Kate Irwin. Apple restricts using NFTs to unlock content features and apps so for the longest time you couldn't do anything with with the apple store in regards to crypto right mm -hmm. and now they're saying you know what uh, you will now be able to do things with nfts <gasps> thank you everyone's excited about that mm -hmm. but wait hold on put on the brakes they're saying there are some restrictions and, and they're a big proponent of this if you know anything about apple or uh, the apple the apple store they highly frown on any app in their app store that reroutes you, you know, creating a new button reroutes you to, to uh, a third market marketplace, you know, uh, linking you to a different website. They do not, they do not recommend that. If you do that, you will, your, the app will be banned. So there's a lot of restrictions. Obviously um, you can buy and sell within the app, right? Is that, is that what I recall? Yep. There it is. Yeah. Uh, quote, apps may use in-app purchases to sell and sell services related to non-fungible tokens, such as minting, listing, and transferring. The new guidelines read, the apps may allow users to view their own NFTs provided that NFT ownership does not unlock features or functionalities within the app. So there, there it is. Just black and white. It's right there, the quote. So obviously you can't use that NFT to, to unlock other back uh secondary rooms yeah. or, or clubhouse secondary features uh, right yeah you can't you can't use your nfts to to take it to a third uh, uh, uh outside of the app no there, there are restrictions on it which in a way it's it's good for people that are new to the crypto space because that means anybody can create an app which technically anybody can it's not difficult nowadays to create an app and if you're being led to a website out of the ecosystem of Apple, well, you're no longer protected by Apple's, you know, security features that are, you know, allowing these apps to functions within their, their marketplace. Uh, and then whatever you do on those websites, and if you, you know, you happen to get hacked or more, then that's what you don't want is to get hacked. 
And that's what Apple's trying to prevent, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, safe, safe, safety and security first and foremost. Exactly. So, yeah, like it's, this is uh, not, I can see the reason for the restrictions. And yeah, I think Apple's just, like Apple's just playing it safe, right? So Yeah, it's, it's exciting. Like, oh, cool, and we can now use NFTs. Yeah, but there's a lot of restrictions. You know, you got to stay within the bounds of what Apple is telling you to do. And Remember, Apple is a walled garden. If you like the walled garden, you're going to love Apple. Android is not a walled garden. You can go where you like and do what you like. Almost, with mm-hmm. with some with a lot less restrictions than Apple is, so people like the last news last article of the here day. with uh, Gary Gensler, something regarding uh, sorry, uh, oh, Sandra Lutz writes, SEC Chair Gary Gensler says crypto is centralized despite founding principles. Yes, um, we have been talking about this probably since this ch- since this channel started or this this mm-hmm. podcast was begun. Is that yes. Uh, there's a lot of centralization mm-hmm. in crypto, unfortunately, and uh, the it's, it's, it is my opinion that the reason it has been this way is because it is the way that everyone knew it from before. Okay, so everything prior to this was centralized. We're trying to, as uh, what's his name, uh, block Twitter. What is his name now? I just said it. It's like 10 minutes. Jack Dorsey. Jack Dorsey, thank you. Jack Dorsey has said, it's a new thing that needs to happen. You know, I'm not quoting him, but he knows that he's he's seen the quote-unquote invisible writing on the wall. It's not invisible to him, but invisible to most, that what we need is decentralization. We need this. And so that's why he's moved so uh, so much dedicated into his new company block that was used to be called Square and has been going all in on crypto because he thinks of it as being the future. And he's not wrong, in my opinion. Um, but because everybody was so familiar with centralized entities in the past and hasn't yet figured out how to make money on decentralization, uh, everybody's still very centralized, and that's not weird. That's just how it's been forever. Of course, crypto is new, and crypto, the ideology of crypto is new. Um, Even though everybody wanted something like this, we need to figure out some way of of making it work. So his article is basically just saying, you know, as long as it remains this way, then we're going to have to treat it the way all other centralized entities are treated, and they they will need to be regulated. And I'm I'm not, the one thing that really bugs me about this is a different article not related to any of the articles we've we've addressed in this article. in this show is how uh, so many companies throughout the world that had nothing to do with the United States that weren't even based here were addressed by the United States and its rules because the United States is, a, is the, you know, the 8 billion pound gorilla sitting on the planet. That's like, I dare you to mess with me. Um, and if you do mess with me, I'm going to crush you. And it does. It extradites people from all over the planet in order to get justice out of those people for committing atrocities against the, the people of the U.S. And, I mean, where is all the money? Well, not all of it, but a lot of it. Where are all the billionaires? Most of them are in the U.S. Where is most of the money? In the U.S. So why would the U.S. have a lot to say about it? Because that's where the most of the money is going or coming from. Um, I'm not saying it's th- all of it, but a lot of it is. I think another issue in regards to this whole, um, let's, let's, move crypto towards centralization when it comes to developers and companies 
uh, moving crypto to centralization is because those are where the laws and the legal legalities lie in, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The problem is that Uncle Gary and the SEC is not creating laws or clear instructions on how to function on a decentralized Web3 or Web5 basis. You know, and everything's already there in black and white on how to function a business with centralization. So I think that plays a big role in this. And oh, yeah. that's what's a little frustrating with, with Uncle Gary is that, dude, come on, start start passing, start making, uh, you know, regulations on, on how these companies are supposed to function, especially if they're trying to u utilize crypto and and work within within the decentralization in the crypto space. Mm -hmm. I, I think I think that plays a big role. Yep. Yeah. Um, it is. It is. I don't know. It's not just problematic. It's. It's just. It's. It's a big role that this man has to fill. We've already said that he's not an idiot. He definitely is intelligent. No, he no, definitely I'm, understands I'm, yeah, what yeah, he needs yeah, to do. Said, I, I said that off air, like you know, like, like I was mentioning. This is a really good article. Um, he sees things a certain way. I see things a certain way as well. He has uh, uh, different experiences with crypto. I have different experiences with, with crypto, and that's why I'm commenting that you know we, from my perspective, I would love to have a business on on a, a decentralized crypto ecosystem, but I can't do that without getting you know shunned or without getting fined by Uncle Gary, you know. So then I have to stay anonymous if I want to be able to work my, uh, work with my ecosystem, you know, uh, uh, on a decentralized crypto platform. That I don't want to do that. I don't want to you know. You know, try try to hide. I want to play by the rules, but if the rules aren't even there, the the, the 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 policies aren't there, then how am I supposed to function? You know, that's that's how I see it. But yes, he is a smart man. I'm not gonna lie. This guy's great. I highly recommend his videos. You know, he's he's done a lot of uh, a lot of uh, uh, inst instructional videos on MIT. So check that out. Those are great videos, by the way. Yeah. I watch those over and over again. Yep. So. Uh, let's just uh, plug the we did at the beginning on uh, Twitch, but let's uh, let's follow this out with uh, talking about Ravencoin Awards, Ravencoin oh, uh, Global yeah, Awards. I don't have my Twitter up anymore. Yeah, I'll pull up Twitter real quick. So Ravencoin Awards is coming on this Saturday, uh, the Saturday twenty what twenty eighth, twenty ninth, twenty ninth, I believe it is. Yeah, twenty ninth. <laughs> there it is, right there, October 29th, this Saturday at twelve p.m. Pacific, three p.m. Eastern. Uh, it's it's in Braveland. If you want to join us for the Ravencoin Ravencoin Global Awards, you can check it out at www.rvnawards.com. This Saturday will be the first Ravencoin Global Awards. It's going to be a packed house, so check it out if you want yeah, to make sure to if you once you go. yeah because you need to download Brave Braveland in order to get there if you want to watch. Of course, I mean we'll be broadcasting on on yeah. Twitch, so even if you can't physically well virtually attend, uh, you can always watch on Twitch. Uh, but uh, yeah, if you do attend. It's a red carpet event, so bring your bow ties. Yeah, you make your uh, avatar. You, making an avatar, however you like, is not it doesn't cost anything. So you can make as many outfits as you like. So that's one thing we always like to make sure people know is that when you make an avatar, you can make your avatar look uh, however you like. It doesn't cost extra. There's not NFT costs involved here, or you know any other additional costs. Because unfortunately, uh, Blockchain Tiger has uh, uh, sponsored all of this for us. We're very grateful to him. So. I, I have to mention one more thing. The Ravencoin Torch, it's going to be an annual thing. We did it last year. It was great. We're going to do it again this year. This time it's going to be in this in this particular event, Ravencoin Global Awards. So if you want to be part of the the, uh, the Torch passing, you've got to be participating here in Ravencoin Global Awards. 
yep. that's a great event. Check yep. it out. It's going to be interesting, and that's something I'm hoping to put a video up here soon about how just to do that thing itself. Uh, how to sign up for a Moon Tree wallet so that you can send uh, coins back and forth, uh, or rather not just coins, but assets, because that's literally what the Raven Torch is, is an asset. Mm -hmm. So it's a uh, altruistic asset. It doesn't have any value physically, but it does have a, it is an interesting thing. So uh, with that, I'd like to just round it out here, uh, the half hour here mentioning, of course, our coin tree. If you guys want to donate to us, we appreciate it through any of the coins listed. And of course, you want to check out all of our social medias and anything else that we have on that. It's all at the bottom. And if you'd like to um, check out our merch and contribute to us by getting a, a t-shirt, we'd appreciate that as well. So uh, without much further ado, we'll sign off for this episode by saying, as we always do, stack sats and, and huddle. And huddle. Adios. Adios.